Hey everyone, and welcome to The Ad Project, an ongoing series about two guys who put their heads together to start the world's most advanced Amazon advertising agency. They've obsessed over all things in the Amazon advertising world, built an industry-leading platform to gain deeper insights, and continuously test, trial, and push to uncover the most effective advertising strategies. Now, they're going to help you grow your Amazon business by pulling back the curtain to share what they've discovered. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. Like always, I'm Joe, and this is Matt from Ad Advance. So, Matt, how are you doing today? Doing good. Ready to talk sponsored display. I I like the enthusiasm. (laughs) So, like Matt said today, what we're going to be covering is sponsored display. So, we've got three different ad types. We've got our sponsor products, sponsor brands, and then sponsored display. So today we're excited to kind of build up this last core foundation in the sponsored ads. Um, And then after that, we can really start covering a bunch of holistic strategies that we have for PPC. We can talk about DSP and how that incorporates in. So a lot of fun stuff to come. So overall, Matt, you want to give us a breakdown on what is sponsored display? Yeah, definitely. So sponsored display is kind of a, a mix of two different types of ads. Uh, so first you have your product targeting and I'd recommend using sponsored display product targeting for any brand registered seller, any, any seller that's eligible to use it. And then there's an audience targeting component, uh, to it too. So product targeting, uh, just high level overview placements are all on Amazon, traditionally on product pages, uh, audience targeting are on and off Amazon and predominantly offsite remarketing. So your ads aren't actually appearing on Amazon's webpage, but on sites all around the net. Yeah. So overall for a sponsored display, I kind of think of it as two different ad types. So one is product targeting. And a good way to think about this is just kind of view it as an extension of sponsored products, product targeting. So they operate in pretty much the exact same way for sponsored display product targeting Some of the locations where your ads can show up are like below the buy box or below the description on competitors pages. So if you ever see different ads that show up in those locations, those could definitely be sponsored display product targeting ads. They're charged on a cost per click basis, just like sponsored products. The bidding system and everything else works out exactly the same. So these are on Amazon ad types, pay-per-click, target the different products, different ASINs, our categories, just like you can for sponsored products. And then this is just, yeah, kind of an extension for sponsored products. So Matt, maybe, maybe we can dig into product targeting a bit and how you get that incorporated in and like, can you cross utilize like sponsored products and sponsored display, which I know we can maybe give us a breakdown there. Yeah. So I'd say the piece that you just talked about, talked about, uh, is the most important for product targeting. Chances are, if you're looking at using sponsored display product targeting, you're already using sponsored products product targeting. And so utilize all of that data that you have built up on the sponsored product side. With sponsored products product targeting, you'll generate a lot more impressions than sponsored display. There are just more ad placements and it's in a carousel. So there's opportunity for more ad placements on product pages. So building that large data set on the sponsor product side, you can just cross utilize it, build campaigns out in a similar manner as you would with sponsor products, use the same targets, uh, pretty much plug and play, just take what you have on the sponsor product side and then build them out into sponsor display product targeting campaigns. So one of the things that we like to do 
with both sponsored product, sponsored display would be set up campaigns centered around two different strategies. So first would be cross promotion. And that would be where if you have multiple ASIN, especially multiple substitute or similar ASIN, target your own products using product targeting. So that way you can take over placements on your own product pages. You get way better listing continuity. When somebody's looking at your page, they see all one you know contiguous brand as they scroll down uh, throughout your listing. Uh, it's really visually appealing. And key thing there is you're pushing competition off your page. And if somebody's not ready to convert on the product that they're looking at, they have a substitute product in your brand that isn't your competitors that they can convert on. The other piece would be more traditional uses of product targeting, which would be conquesting similar products. So pick ASIN's product targets that your product has an advantage over ideally. So anywhere where you're, you're beating your competitor in price or in reviews, if you have better ratings, higher reviews, review counts, those would be favorable situations where you could use those, those ASINs as product targets in your campaigns. And then even market leaders where their listings are gener generating tons of traffic, it can be advantageous to target them using product targeting. On the sponsor display front, there are no auto campaigns. So sponsor products, you'll generate product targets through your auto campaigns. And so many sellers use them that it can boost auction prices quite a bit. Sponsor display, you often have an advantage in terms of CPC because you have to manually specify those targets. And it's just a less utilized ad type than sponsored products too. So lots of opportunities. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of gave you a sneak peek too and some of the holistic strategies that we're going to go through. And like for like say an ASIN defense strategy or conquesting strategy, what we can do in some of the upcoming episodes is break down not just what to do with sponsored display, but how to incorporate it into all the ad types. And that's where it really starts to get fun overall. So another piece to cover for like sponsored display product targeting. So how do these actually perform? So since we're saying this is kind of an extension like sponsored products, these ads actually perform very comparably to our sponsored products, product targeting ads. So overall, when we look at overall conversion rate, it, it's about the same. Um, we see about a 10% overall conversion rate, meaning about one out of 10 people who click these ads tends to convert into a sale or an order. And so in terms of like a cost per click or a cost wise, it's also very comparable to our sponsored products. One cool thing about the placements is that, you know, like sponsored products, when you are product targeting, you end up in the carousel with a bunch of other ads. One cool thing with sponsored display product targeting is that you're up top and you just own these pretty prominent ad types, but you don't have to compete against other people. You're not like right next to a bunch of other products. So that's another cool piece to keep in mind. And then like Matt was saying, we develop our own software in-house at AdAdvance. And so we can actually set up these really cool campaign funnel structures. And so like Matt was going through, sponsored products tends to get a lot more volume. And from that volume, we can get a lot more product targets from things like auto campaigns or from our manual campaigns. And then what we can do is we can funnel the best performers also into sponsored display. So it's a really easy way to just add this extra sales and revenue source using all the information that we've already gained. It doesn't take much effort, but now you just own even more ad spots that tend to perform well. Um, and from an optimization standpoint, it's really easy to incorporate into our overall strategy. 
So I guess any other piece that you want to hit on product targeting? Yeah, I guess one piece that we missed too would be uh, you can add tag lines to sponsor display product targeting ads. So it's just, you know, like similar to sponsor, sponsor brands, you can add copy to your ad, creative headlines. Uh, and you can do that with sponsor display too. So in our last episode, we talked through some copy best practices there and all of that applies to sponsor display, any sort of unique attribute or differentiator for your product, call it out in your, in your copy. If there's some sort of event coming up like Valentine's Day or Mother's Day, adding that into your, your headline can make a, a large difference in conversion rate too. So don't forget yeah. to, to add copy. And one other piece too that we didn't hit at from the start is that Sponsor Display has this cool feature too that if you have like a coupon that you're, you've got or some sort of a promotion on your product page, that will actually be displayed on the ad too. So these are great to run concurrently with any promotions that you have. Um, they tend to increase click-through rate and also tend to increase purchase rate or conversion rate once clicked if you have those promotions just because it's that extra little extra little incentive that we can see directly on the ad, which is which is pretty cool. Um, oh, one other piece too. Uh, so these ads, just like any, like the sponsored product ad types, they are inventory aware too. So if you're out of inventory or you don't own the buy box, these ads will automatically shut off. So it, once we get into DSP, and we'll save this for another episode, then we can really start talking about the differences between sponsored display and DSP. Once we get into audience targeting, which we'll roll into next, now we start to really see some overlap between the different ad types. So we can point out a couple of these high level, but there is other nuances that once we get into the DSP conversation, we can uh, get into much more detail. So... Matt, maybe walk me through, uh, so we just covered product targeting. So the other major piece for sponsored display is audience targeting. So can you tell me what that is and how it works? Yeah, so audience targeting is exactly the way it sounds. You're targeting a specific audience and that's segmented into a couple different categories uh, within the ad console. So the first one that you'll probably use most frequently would be same ASIN retargeting and what that ad type does is if somebody views your product and doesn't purchase that product, you can remarket it to that audience off Amazon. Another type would be similar product. And that's a higher funnel approach where the audience looked at a product that Amazon determines is similar to yours. So they didn't specifically look at your product. They looked at a comparable product and didn't complete the purchase. And if you're using that targeting type, then your product would be remarketed to that audience. You can also do category audience targeting. So very similar to like category targeting on the product targeting side, except you need to drill down in Amazon to, to pick the category. So if you're selling tennis rackets, you could uh, remarket your product to somebody that searched in the, the tennis category. There's searches as uh, a subtype to, to audience targeting. And that's where somebody searched for something similar to your product. And then there's also purchases. That would be an audience that actually purchased the advertised product. Of those, all those different options for audience targeting, I would recommend probably same ASIN retargeting and then purchases retargeting depending on your product. So if you're like in supplements or beauty, anything that's consumable purchases is a pretty awesome ad type if, it, if it's available to you. And then retargeting, 
If you're looking for a higher higher funnel approach, just say Mason retargeting tends to do the best out of each of the audience retargeting. Yeah. So just to, to break it down a little bit. So sponsored display, you can either pick product targeting or audiences. So we're on the audiences side. And then once you get into audiences, you can select which audience you want to hit. So those first couple options that Matt talked through, they all go under the views remarketing umbrella. So if you go to set up a sponsored display campaign, you would pick audience targeting, views remarketing. And then at that point, now you can put individual bids for if they viewed my product listing, if they viewed other similar products, or if they viewed any products within a certain category overall. And so these ads themselves are also on a cost per click basis they can be viewed both on and off of Amazon. So that, that's a key point for the audience targeting is that this is can be actually off Amazon. And so if you've ever been on a different site, say I'm going and checking the weather and I see an Amazon listing that pops up to the side for a product that I just viewed, that could be a sponsored display audience views remarketing. And so it can also be DSP, which is where we start to see more of this overlap between the different ad types. So that's a key piece to keep in mind. Um, for searches and purchases, this has been rolled out to a lot of people, but it has not been fully rolled out to everybody. So if you go in to start sponsored display campaigns and you don't see that, don't worry about it. It probably just hasn't been rolled out to you yet. So purchases is great, like Matt was saying, like for consumable products where you're trying to drive them back. And searches can be good if you're trying to target people who are typing in specific searches. It's going to be searches that are similar to your product. So we don't have much control there at this point, but I'm sure pieces will be getting built out on the sponsor display side as we go. So both searches and purchases, they're off of Amazon. And then the other unique piece is instead of on a cost per click basis, it's actually on a cost per thousand views basis. So a lot of advertising outside of the Amazon world is actually on a cost per thousand view basis. So this is one kind of instance where they're going into that side. Again, this hasn't been fully rolled out to everybody, but I would definitely test it, especially purchases if you have a consumable product where you're going to drive them back for repeat purchases overall. So Matt, in terms of like strategy and kind of how these are used, maybe let's focus on views remarketing. So when, when should somebody consider using this ad type? I would say consider using it if you have leftover budget after using all the other sponsored ad types. So if you're using sponsored products, all the, all the targeting features there, if you're using sponsored brands, you have video ads rolling. If you're using sponsored display product targeting, this would be the next step. Conversion rates aren't quite as strong as the other ad types. And it's for mo the most part, a higher funnel strategy. Um, same ASIN remarketing. You can see pretty, pretty good results depending on the product, but it seems really hit or miss based on our results for where ACOS lands and where conversion rate lands. So I'd, I'd really suggest that after you're utilizing the other sponsored ad types, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, and, and like you're saying, it depends on strategy too. So overall, kind of how you walk through it is <clears throat> we don't see as strong a conversion rates for these ads. And on a cost per click basis, it's still higher up there. So in terms of like a direct ACOS or ROAS, we don't see as good of results from views remarketing. And so one of the key reasons is that they are higher up in the funnel, like you said, Matt. 
So this can be a great strategy to really like build out your brand longer term or bring in new customers. One exciting feature is that the sponsored display team just recently launched new to brand metrics. So for people, when we're viewing new to brand, what we can do is we can calculate, like say again, if you have a consumable product or you have a product where once they purchase one product from you, they tend to purchase multiple other products within your brand, their lifetime value as a customer can be a lot higher than what that initial purchase covers. So we kind of covered this in the last episode too for sponsored brands. And so what we want to do is with the new to brand metrics, we can calculate what the true benefits are for advertising which is exciting so these are definitely a great option for trying to drive more people to your brand that wouldn't necessarily have purchased directly for you they're not searching directly for you or maybe they have just through browsing but didn't purchase this can be a great way to go overall if we look at like conversion rates so you know typical like so for sponsored display product targeting we see about 10 percent for these ads, we see we see about 2.7 to 2.9% conversion rate. So only about three out of 100 people who click on these ads tend to convert. One reason is that you tend to be getting them with ads when they're not on Amazon and they're not fully in a buying mode. So just keep that in mind that conversion rates are not going to be as high. In terms of like a direct ACOS or ROAS level, it's going to tend to be higher but this is a great way to really expand sales if you really focus on sales or really brand building um, to try to drive new people to your products. So I guess any other pieces that you would add there, Matt? No, I think you nailed it. Sounds good. Yeah, And so <clears throat> in terms of incorporating these pieces in, I mean, we've talked through product targeting and then audiences is really that next step once we have everything else nailed. Probably the final item that we get is what is the key difference between sponsored display and DSP? So Matt, maybe if you can walk through high level and just know that we're going to be covering DSP in a lot more detail just because there are many, many things to talk through. So can you just give me a brief overview of what the differences are between the two? Sure. Yeah. So DSP is like sponsored display audience targeting on steroids. There are substantially more ad placements. They're pretty much infinitely customizable. You can build a very unique audience with very refined attributes, and you can remarket them in completely different ways. So Sponsored Display has some kind of siloed strategies that you can utilize for audience remarketing, but you really can't customize that audience to a high degree, and you can't customize your ad to a high degree. DSP allows both of those, so much more customizable creative and much more customizable audiences. It just gives you substantially more control over the audience you're reaching and how you reach them and where they go after you do get their attention. Yeah. So for overall sponsored display, just think of it as a very simplified version of some key features for DSP. So like remarketing is a big one that you can utilize on both platforms. Um, but then with DSP, there's just so much more control and options. We can customize look back windows. We can even have our videos show up on Amazon Fire Stick when somebody's watching in their Amazon Prime shows. Like, there, there's so many different things that you can do with DSP. And that's where we're going to have some fun in some upcoming episodes to really talk through what th those features are. So if you're looking at your overall ad strategy, what we'd recommend is get sponsored products nailed add in sponsor brands, 
then add in sponsored display product targeting to really get that good overall base for your ads. And then at that point, you can start looking at some other maybe higher funnel activities like audience targeting for views remarketing and then incorporating DSP. DSP allows us to both get that middle funnel and that bottom funnel approaches. And then so once you build the foundation with sponsored ads, now add DSP on top of it and some of this audience targeting. And that's going to be the next frontier where you can really set yourselves apart in the advertising space. So there's going to be a lot of other pieces that we can include and we'll talk through in future episodes for DSP overall. Um, so I think that's about it. And we're going to wrap up sponsored display. But overall, make sure you're still following along because in the next couple episodes, what we're going to be able to cover is just holistic strategies. Now we've built up sponsored products, brands, and display. And now we can start talking through some really fun stuff in specific targeting strategies or specific overall account level strategies, how we can use each of these ad types to achieve different objectives. So overall, thanks for joining and we will see you on the next episode. 